Disasters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I don't know when I've seen a worse coaching job by anyone than Lincoln Riley this year. It's a complete disaster, and quite frankly, uh, he ought to he ought to pack up. Uh, I I don't know I don't I don't really see what his path is moving forward. He he blamed everything on Alex Grinch. They, they haven't been any better. They've been worse. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe Lincoln, you ought to look in the mirror. Maybe you're just a total fraud as a coach. Maybe you just lived off of a couple of Heisman candidate or Heisman winners. Uh, and 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 what 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 Oklahoma did for you and all the people in Oklahoma who were heartbroken uh, two years ago and who never thought they'd get over that uh, that that blow off get it, it, they're over it now because uh, Lincoln Riley is not is nowhere near the coach that we all collectively tried to make him out to be. Oh boy. Um, scathing takedown of University of Southern Cal head football coach Lincoln Riley there by Feinbaum. I like some of the stuff in there seems like a bit harsh. I fired Alex Grinch. I Feinbaum is probably the only person on the planet that expected that defense to get better <laughs> with Alex Grinch being fired. Like we, nobody expected that, right? Mid-season, I guess late season actually. Uh I mean, who knows, man. But that yeah. that that wasn't even the worst thing that was said or written by old uh, about old Muleshoe this past weekend. Yeah. Um Bill Plaschke has just been on fire this year and he essentially said in a headline, the honeymoon is over, and old boy's on the hot seat now yeah. by how things have changed. Now, I don't think USC has the buyout money to fire Lincoln Riley in a year's time, but it's just telling that an L.A. Times columnist is saying, yeah, this dude should be on the hot seat after a 7-5 and season. That lets you know what the temperature is with the fan base and some of the people out there. Can you – you know, I wonder if you can um... – like there's a almost like a um, a foreclosure sale, you know, on your coach. It's like the buyout supposedly is ninety million, and you could be telling uh, other people out there fifty million. Anyone want to buy the fifty million dollar buyout to hire Lincoln Riley? How about thirty million? Any takers at thirty million to buy out and uh, and hire Lincoln Riley? Ten million. Ten million bucks, and you can hire the guy. Sold to Texas A&M in the back with the oversized cowboy hat. Yep, that's you guys. Black Friday sale, baby. You guys got him again. Oh, but yeah, I the narrative. Okay, and I'll be completely honest. I think the. I I think all of the way the conversation has gone with Lincoln Riley, is. 
not necessarily fair. And what I mean by that is they whipped themselves into a frenzy whenever they signed him, right? Not realizing what the what the depth of the problems were at USC, the lack of talent, you know, some of the 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 problems that they've had within the the program culture wise, and you got the best player in the country to come out and play, and it did exactly what it it had done here previously is mask all of the other issues, and. We knew, Tyler, we talked about this schedule that USC had. We talked about their schedule last year. It's like they don't have to be very good to have a really good record, okay? And that's what happened with the Heisman Trophy winner. But we looked at the schedule this year and said the exact statement was they can have a better football team this year than they had last year and have a far worse and record. the schedule ended up being even better than we thought. Washington yes. and Oregon, I thought they might be good teams, but not, not this good of teams. Um, what's, what's crazy is, you know, they lost five out of their last six. They probably should have or could have lost the final eight games of the yeah, season. Yeah, thanks a lot, Cal, going for two. And missing the two-point conversion. Arizona. Arizona had a big lead on those guys, which apparently everyone thinks OU is going to play Arizona in a uh, bowl game now in the Alamo Bowl. Um... I don't... Yeah. I don't don't love that matchup. Uh, Not that I'm scared of Arizona. It's just I... I'd like a bowl matchup where if you win it, you're going to get some credit. And I think people nationally see that Arizona's playing well. They, they put it on Utah this past Saturday. Arizona's a good team. But there's just such lazy narratives out there that OU wouldn't get very much credit at all nationally for beating a good Arizona team in an Alamo Bowl that would really yep. want to play in that game, you know? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, and I guess I saw I saw one today, and I don't remember who it was, but – it had us in the Peach Bowl against Tulane. Yeah, now that is now that brings up an interesting point because on three is what you saw, uh, the Peach Bowl against Tulane. Now that could happen. I mean, OU got a chance to be in the top 12 on that selection Sunday, but you really need Missouri to lose to Arkansas on Friday. Now Missouri's favored to win that game, of course, but OU getting to a New Year's Six Bowl game could potentially depend – on Texas making the college football playoff. So what what do you if that's the case what do you root for? Do you root for Texas to make the playoff so you can get to a New Year's Six bowl game or you say to hell with the Horns, we'll go play in the Alamo Bowl. They can go to the Peach Bowl or the Cotton Bowl whatever. I just don't want to see them in a playoff scenario. Are you willing know. to root for those guys if it can benefit and get you to a better bowl game? Is really no. the question. No, I'm not willing to root for them. Let the chips fall where they may. If they win, they win. If they don't, they don't. I, I won't be rooting for them. Um, I, I, I'm fine with saying, well, whatever we get, we earned. Uh, we had two games. We could have and should have won. We didn't. So what we get is what we deserve. Um, I don't know what the percentages say, but we had really good opportunities, or I guess really good. It looked like uh, Saturday we, we had a chance to get out of there with one of the teams we needed to lose 
um, having them actually take the L, but both ended up winning. And it feels like, I don't know, I guess Tech could pull something off against Texas, but in BYU, I don't know. Who knows what you're going to get with Oklahoma State week by week, so I don't know. But it doesn't feel great at this moment, right? No, it kind of felt like uh, you know BYU had gotten blown out three straight games, and it was all right. Let's gear up for this last home game of the year, game against Oklahoma, biggest home game we've had in a while. They really geared up for that one, and we'll see how they respond in Stillwater. I just, I don't know. Maybe they play. Maybe they go out there, run the ball well, and win the game. But I just, I don't see foresee the quarterback making some of those throws that he made on Saturday. BYU yeah. running the ball. Yeah, I'm just not expecting the same BYU team in Stillwater, unfortunately. Well, in- and Stillwater is not an easy place to play. You can say what you want about that stadium. It gets loud. And, you know, I'm guessing with a uh, a Big 12 championship berth on the line that they'll probably show up in pretty good numbers there. Uh, okay, so text line is saying, no, 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 no. Don't care what it means for us not rooting for Texas. No, right. says the 240. Never root for Texas. Whatever is bad for them is good for us. 405, Tyler, we're not sellouts here. We would never root for the University of Texas. We hate those bastards. (laughs) The Alamo Bowl it is, horns down for life. Swamp Sooner here to hell with the Longhorns, and I I agree with that. Even if they were to get blown out, which I think they probably would by Georgia, there's still something to sell if they were to make the playoff, and I don't don't want them to have that satisfaction. So, I agree. So, if... If it's Texas and Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship and Oklahoma State wins it, then that's going to affect our bowl game the most, right? Um, you still if they probably lose it, you still we'll, you still we'll probably go two. Yeah, you still probably go to the Alamo Bowl cuz OSU gets an automatic New Year's 6 bid. I would guess Texas still probably gets a New Year's 6 bid and that probably still means OU in the Alamo Bowl. Yeah. It would be my guess. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Um, you know, I we got a chance to win ten games, ten and two, and then perhaps a, an eleven and two playing in the Alamo Bowl or, or whatever, wherever you fall. Uh, I know it's going to be frustrating if we if we happen to not make it to the Big Twelve Championship, but I'm still can still pull out a good, meaningful season. Um, Look at all the other places that have tried to hire and replace, and, and it's not going well. Right? So I think 10 wins, maybe 11 in year two for Brent Venables is a nice little, nice little stepping stone. Yeah. So uh, a big conversation for us in the postgame, of course, was, well, OU's run defense was not great on Saturday. They got gashed. Now – Brent had his press conference today, a day earlier, and we all thought in the moment, in the postgame, well, just the defensive line had a terrible day. They just got whipped up front. Oh, backers. Brent, yeah, man. Brent really was saying it was more about the linebackers today, and here's what he said. We we did a poor job at stopping the run, Uh, and it's really um, something, oh, the D-line got whooped. That didn't happen. Actually, it didn't happen. That's not true. Uh, Kansas, maybe. Uh, this week, just the linebackers not being where they're supposed to be. So, sounded like maybe the worst game of the year for the for the backers. It ain't close. It may be the worst game in two years for the backers. And that's all of them. 
like in the wrong place in run fits, in the wrong place in pass coverage, missing tackles. Uh, it was it was not good. It was not good. It was really it was really bad, frankly, shockingly bad. And I don't, you know, I, I guess you know we found out Stutzman has had some type of stomach flu or whatever it may have been. Um, so I'm sure he didn't practice much, and you know he was probably down on in- energy during the football game. But the other guys, I, I mean, everyone, everyone, I, you know, I don't know that there's an excuse that exists for for the way we played. Now I don't know. The question is, how did it get there? Um, you know, Venables had had talked early in the week like he thought it was going to be Slovis that was back, but I know they would have prepared for Retzloff. It started to sound, you know, pretty unanimous coming out of BYU camp that it was going to be Retzloff, and I'm, I'm sure that they prepared for that. He's way more active in the run game and the zone read stuff. You know, I, I just... I don't. I don't know what the explanation is. I don't know. I wish I had. Wish I had something I could point to. It was just bad. Yeah. Man. It was. It, yeah. It, and it was. Um. It's disappointing, but also surprising that it was. It was kind of everyone, like you said. You know, there's been games where maybe a particular linebacker didn't have a great day, and mm-hmm. they get pulled out in the middle of a drive, like they do from time to time. But someone comes in and ends up having a really nice game. And they would pull Canik out in the middle of a drive, or McKin- like oh yeah, you know, it was moving I, chair or uh, yeah, musical chairs I mean, out it, there. It, but but no one stepped in. I mean, Stutzman made a hell of a play late to get the strip sack. I mean, that was a great play. But it was surprising that all four of those guys struggled like that for sure. Surprising. Yeah. And on that, you know, that sack that Stutzman had, that play's made by not take. I don't want to take anything away from him. Is it, it was awesome. Uh, Bothroyd has a great drop right underneath the number one receiver. That's where Retzloff wanted to go with the football. He, like, pumped it there, had to pull it down and go into scramble mode because he knew he was going to be under pressure. And uh, that's when Stutzman got him. And credit to those D-linemen for fighting for that football. Had to have it. The three turnovers in that game are the difference, man. Oh, uh, if well, we think, don't get those three turnovers, think geez, about the we show, get run out of the stadium. Think about the show in Salt Lake on Friday when we have yeah. Hans Olsen on the show. And you asked him, you said, hey – what does BYU have to do to make this an interesting game in the fourth quarter? And he started laughing. Like that was his, that was yeah. his first reaction. He started laughing. If you would have told all three of us in that moment that OU wins the turnover battle three nothing, it's an easy that they're going to cover the twenty four point spread. You know. Yeah. But the three turnovers was that was the only way that OU won the football game. Man, that that was it. Right. Yeah. Um, it's wild. I don't know. You know, it's. I saw people uh, in my timeline talking about, oh, uh, here we go again, worst prediction ever. I don't know what to tell you. Yep. I mean. They were saying that to you on your birthday? Man, some just have no respect, do they? Oh, well, I hey, I welcome it. I mean, it's true. I mean, it was the worst prediction ever. But I don't know. You take the team who's got the number four offense in the country against one of the worst defenses in the Big Twelve, the worst run, one of the worst run games in the country against what's been a really solid defense for the most part this season. Uh, 
all that we have to play for, getting healthy at the right spots. Now, I know that's all before Dylan Gabriel goes down, but it's not like it wasn't looking bad well before that, you know. I mean, that's one of those where we look back and say, well, Dylan Gabriel got hurt. Yeah, that game was already in bad shape before DG went out. Thank God for that Billy Bowman then. That's how we'll remember this game, the Mountains and Billy Bowman. That's the Bowman game. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text messages coming. We'll get to them next, 651-3439. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi- One to reach the Veterans Crisis Line. Misma jugada, dispara Slender, izquierda, pick six, interceptado, pata derecha a la 30, 35, 40, media cancha, se va, Billy, 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 vamos a la cancha de la 10, entra, touchdown, 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 Oklahoma, pick six, 99 yardas, Billy Bowman! So awesome, love it. Love it, love it. Spanish broadcast, OU Spanish broadcast, the Billy Bowman pick six on Saturday. Fantastic. Good stuff. Hey, it's time for our Under the Radar segment brought to you by Boy Street Ventures, which we're going to be on Friday before the OU-TCU game. Plank and I will be anyway. Mm. Boy Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising Under the Radar Suitor Startups. Learn how you can help support OU innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. Text line... You know, the drill, who was the under-the-radar player from Saturday, what was the under-the-radar play, send them in 405-651-3439. I mentioned mine earlier, but um, I I still think Gavin Sawchuk's day is under the radar with how much he carried the offense in the second half. That touchdown run he had, he broke like three tackles. Um, Sawchuk, yeah. to me, under the radar, over 100 yards, uh, over seven yards per carry. He was he was awesome. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that one, although my only beef with that would be um, I don't know how under the radar it necessarily was. He was starting running back to God pretty much every carry. Uh, how about Jaden Gibson with two good, uh, receptions and a touchdown? Led the team in receiving. Two catches, 82 yards, one score. Just keep and throwing in the ball, please. Nearly provoked a melee postgame, which was interesting. Huh? Oh, I uh, I had to get to Wingers for the post game show. I guess I missed that. What what happened? Well, when we were in victory formation, and, oh yeah, yeah, uh, I he was doing some celebrating and some jawing and stuff. And good, I like to yeah. hear that. Is that yeah. the play where Jackson Arnold got tackled when he's trying to take a knee? I think Brent was too happy N- about that. No, I didn't mind that play. Actually, I, if you're going to be if you're going to push it like that and really hold on to the football, I mean, that guy into the game is – he's like, okay, I'm going to try and make a play here and jar the ball loose. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. But I, I don't know. It was something after that. A bunch of people started talking and coaches had to separate everyone. Like That's not – of all the teams really to pick a fight with, that may be one that you don't really – that may not be the like road you six, want to go seven down. seven years older than you? And a lot bigger? Older. They got some strong dudes on that football team. But 
Four seven yeah. nine. Here's a good one. Under the radar, Caden Green, monster. Yeah, caps. That's a good one. Nice football game. Uh, how about Sexton with back to back weeks? Uh, really playing well. Um, you know, defensively. I I mean I know it's not under the radar, but gosh, Billy Bowman was so good. He's awesome, man. So good. He was well. I, how about this? His game, other than the pick six, other than the biggest play of the day, was very under the radar. He did a lot yeah. of crucial things other than just the, the interception. Oh, he had an awesome tackle for loss on a screen. Um, I call it the BS screen where they, you know, the, the backside number one receiver comes across the formation and then he goes back behind the line of scrimmage and, and you know, to the trip side. They start blocking before the ball's released. But since he catches it behind the line of scrimmage, it's allowed. It's stupid. That rule should be changed. Uh, but anyways, Billy Bowman made a really nice tackle for loss on that play, identifying it, beating a blocker, and going and making a tackle for loss. It was awesome. Lane in California, it was good to see Josiah Wagner out there getting quality snaps in a hostile environment. Just yeah. another one of the true freshmen that played a lot this year. Yeah, he recently. got beat on that one fade route. was a great throw and catch, a good route. I mean, the coverage wasn't terrible, but – the guy had a step on him and a perfectly placed ball made for uh, an easy throw and catch on him. You know, outside of that, like I didn't think the the coverage necessarily was was all that bad from the secondary. Now the backers underneath were horrible in pass coverage. Cherokee so. Sooner Teddy's reaction to the Saltchuck touchdown is an under the radar moment. I, I saw the pick six reaction. What did you do during the Saltchuck touchdown? No idea. Blow out some birthday candles or something since it was your birthday? Ah, yeah, maybe that is that's what I should have done. You don't remember what you did when Saltchuck scored? No. Oh, okay. How would I remember that? I don't know. It happened two days ago. I guess that's too much to ask. Well, I mean, it was an eight-hour broadcast. You think <laughs> I remember every moment of the eight-hour broadcast? <laughs> it was one of the bigger moments of the day. Yeah, I would think so. I remember uh, beating up on my buddy Terry Price, who was standing next to me during the Gavin Salchuk touchdown. Yeah. I I remember the play. I remember Caden Green burying a guy on the play. I remember Salchuk running through some tackles. But I don't remember necessarily what I well, said I, Cherokee about Sooner, it. I guess let Teddy know how he reacted to yeah. the essential game-winning touchdown on Saturday, if you could, if that's not too much work. I, I was going to say this for a play. Someone just texted it in from the 918. It didn't count, but Luke Elzinga, what a dime to Oh my god. <laughs> what a dime to uh, to Ethan Downs on the fake punt. Which, you know, it, soft hands by Ethan Downs. He did not look like a defensive end trying to make that catch. No, it was a great throw, great catch. What are we doing, Nick Anderson? Right? Yeah. I mean, it, well, it just goes back to the small mistakes that this team yeah. makes. It's just so frustrating. What are we doing? Yeah, I, that was – That man. play, that special team's play, and then the kick out of bounds. It's just like, ah, guys, come on. Can't get out of your own way sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. Right, we – you know, we've got a good football team, but – we are not great at the details, and I thought that that is where this football team would thrive. 
under Coach Venables. And for whatever reason, it has not been this entire year. It, it's It's been what's gotten us beat twice and nearly beat a couple of times. Dallas Bill says El Zinga is my under-the-radar player. Thanks, Anderson. You cost Ethan Downs his first completion of his career. El Zinga had four punts, uh, 46-yard average, one inside the 20, long at 55. Yeah. Not a bad day. Not a bad day. Did some good stuff. Oh, I guess you said stand on your business when Gavin saw you <laughs> scored. <Do laughs> we stand that? on business. Yeah. I wish I could think of something that good and funny to say at the time. I should have wrote that down. That would have been good to fit in somewhere. Dang it. Just uh, r- write down some lines and, yeah. like, tape them to the, uh, to the mirror there, to the, to the glass, and just work mm-hmm. them in as the game goes on. Yeah. Yeah, the, the problem for me would be I would, like, that would be my only reaction to everything. We stand on business on – that would be my, my call <laughs> let for that everything. Be, yeah, let that be your touchdown call with all two to three games left this season. Yes. Yeah. Wow, what a what a missed opportunity for an awesome play. Nine one eight Downs is doing a little bit of everything this year. Yeah, he's he's had a good year. He he uh, lost the edge a couple of times on Saturday, but all in all, he's he's had a really good season by by far his best for sure. Yeah, it's not really debatable. Yep. Mark from Enid says under the radar Jackson Arnold because he got done what needed to be done. And I think that's fair, man. I he missed the two throws, but. You know what he did? He So what was um, – I wrote it down here in my little game notes. Uh, 5.08 left. OU just gets the ball back with five minutes and eight seconds left, up seven on their own 30-yard line. And I typed out conservative, question mark. Well, it was the exact opposite of conservative. The very first play of that drive, they tried to end it and go deep. And I give Jeff Lebby a lot of credit for that. Mm-hmm. But that drive, man, 5.08 left with a – True freshman quarterback faced with the second and ten. They ended the game. Yep. You know, and that didn't happen against Kansas, so I don't know if you want to call that under the radar, but they didn't give BYU another opportunity to go down and tie the game. Maybe they go for two and try to win it. Who knows? Yep. No, you're right. That's um, that's that's what good football teams are able to do late is, you know, five and a half minutes or so and you don't even let them touch the football again that's big time okay that's big time and you know credit levy and credit jackson arnold for being able to make the right play you know i'm in the booth saying on that third was it third and eight i'm saying hey you got to run the football here all right the last thing you want is a catastrophic mistake you got to run the football here force them to use another timeout and let's see what you have after you run it. You know, down in distance wise, maybe you're in a maybe you get yourself in a position to maybe go for it on fourth, but uh, or you know you got a decision to make. Do we pin them deep? And forget that. Let's just go win the football Stuck it, game, man. He got. Yeah. And I I am uh, definitely willing to overlook those missed throws because I I think he he'll make those throws later on. I mean he'll he, he'll well, make yeah. those throws. But to change to audible the play and to stick that throw like he did, that's, that's big-time stuff, man. Yeah. Well, that, I think that should be the biggest takeaway from Arnold's performance on Saturday. Well, I don't want to take anything away from like, – I don't 
I think the audible is just like a built-in, like that's the right call. It's not like he. Well, on yeah, his apparently, own, yeah, apparently yeah. they practice that all week. Like, if we see this yeah. look, like go to that. But, but still, to right. stick that throw in that moment, and it like uh, that's impressive. Oh, the throw man. is is the throw is perfect. Could not have been better. I mean, right on the leading front shoulder there by Farouk. And I'll tell you this. The route by Farouk is excellent. Gets a great jump right off the snap. You know, is is really aggressive, pushing it up the field, and then nice little move for some separation. And the ball is on him with some good velocity, exactly where it needs to be. It was perfect. First down, Sooners. That's right. Should have did that on Saturday. Yeah. Someone should have. Uh, we just heard it was Teddy's B-Day on the radio, and my 8-year-old daughter was mad I didn't tell her and let her call and sing happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> how that. nice awesome. is that? Um, I think it was Jim in Arlington. Did your, uh, did your son call in on Saturday and sing happy birthday? Well, he didn't call in. They, he had, my wife had submitted a uh, recording of that's him that's cool. wishing me a happy mm-hmm. birthday. Now, it's funny, whenever I got home, I got to hear all of the outtakes um, whenever she was. Oh, and (laughs) it took about 50 times for him to say something worthy of putting on the radio. Most of it was, uh, you're a loser, and, you know, just random stuff like that from the nine-year-old. So I'm I'm glad my wife... Uh, had the edit button and sent in the proper recording. Well, uh, thanks for the birthday wishes, Bradley. He he loves all yeah. the attention. Boy, he Love loved it. all the attention Friday in Salt Lake when we all sang happy birthday to him. Right. That yeah, was awesome. It was That was the best part of the entire weekend. I, I knew it, yeah. <laughs> Especially when I said Rocky instead of Teddy. I know you're a big fan oh, of that. Oh, that was great. That was great. All right, we're late for a break. Quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the best casino in OKC. Play with your wild card all November. For a chance to win $100,000, and Libby wish you the best for the holiday season and invite you to stop in for all of your OU gear. Or you can shop online at crimsonproud.com. Balfour of Norman, where you will find everything sooner. It's what caught Teddy's eye, brought to you by Yalagosny Law. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Yalagosny Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. It's Yalagosny Law, 405-800-8080, 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is... Yeah, I've just got a couple of college football uh, situations that caught my eye. Got to start with FSU, Florida State. Huge win over North Alabama, but Jordan Travis goes down with a gruesome injury there to the leg. Um, They win the football game. I. I don't know. I, I guess my question is, they're still undefeated, but what impact is that going to have with how they're voted on by the committee? 
I mean, you have to factor it in, right? You got to factor it in. And, but I mean, here's the thing I don't think that you can jump a one loss team over them, can you? Even if, uh, I mean, I, I guess you can Alabama. Here, here's what Florida State's really got to root for Georgia to beat Alabama. Because the more that I think about it, yeah. if Alabama were to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, well, Georgia's still going to be in the four-team playoff. They're keeping Georgia in. That probably jumps Alabama over Florida State. Yeah. Whether that's right or it's wrong, it's that's probably what's going to happen. Well, does the loser of Ohio State-Michigan get in over Florida State? Potentially, yeah, depending on how that game goes. If it's close, sure. I mean, I I hate that it it's – it's going to come down to that, but... Realistically, they don't have a chance to win a title without Jordan Travis. Totally agree. Totally agree. Hate it, though. That's it's not what you want. Okay. Cam Rising, back to Utah next season. What do you make of that? Uh, that he was committed to OU back in 2016 at one point. No, big fan of Cam Rising because he beat USC a couple of times and made fun of Caleb's painted fingernails after the game. Yeah. So always been a big fan of him, and and honestly, here's my probably the biggest takeaway: Utah will be my favorite, most likely to win the Big Twelve next year if he's coming back. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Totally agree. Okay. How about this final one? Uh, New Mexico State goes on the road and absolutely handles Auburn thirty-one ten. Well, it just sets up where they'll beat Alabama at home this Saturday in miraculous fashion off of a right. 83-yard Hail Mary or something like that. Yeah, that's uh, – in New Mexico State, have they won like eight games this year? They are uh, now 9-3. Nine 9-3, and, three. Nine and three, which still no excuse. They didn't just get beat, man. They got hammered. Hammered by New Mexico State. It's crazy. And do you know who New Mexico State's coach is? Uh – I'll take a guess. This is a bad – I don't know. It's such a bad guess. Uh, Jerry Kill. I, I don't know. Jerry Kill. Oh, nice. That's right. thought it was a bad guess. Um, don't give me credit for it. I don't know if it was before the game or after, but and I don't even know if it's real, but that huge tattoo on his arm is awesome uh, that I saw a picture of, the New Mexico State logo and all of that stuff. Very cool story. I know he had health issues and everything, but um, – what a win, 31-10. to 10. Whew, tough. That's uh, all I got. I got a few. First off, let's start with the dorkiest thing that happened all weekend. And okay. surprise, surprise, it goes to the Texas A&M football program. They beat Abilene Christian on Saturday. What, like 38-10 right. to 10 was the final score. Abilene Christian in the state of Texas. After the game was over, Texas A&M, the official football account, sent out a tweet. Improved to 17-0 and against in-state schools since 2012. Well, guess who they haven't played since 2012? They haven't played Texas. They haven't played Texas Tech. They haven't played Baylor. They haven't played TCU. All of the other <laughs> major competitors in their own state, they haven't even played since 2012. They lost to Texas since 2011. That's why they only extended it out to 2012. They beat a bunch of bad teams in their own state. And they're tweeting out and bragging about they won the past seventeen against it's Texas like schools. The last time they played a Power Five, oh uh, Texas school, they lost to them. How dorky is that, man? So Texas A and M. Hey, hurts. I didn't even think about it, but 
Who's the acting head coach there now, right now? I saw it on Saturday. I don't remember who it was, but it's not. Oh, okay. It's not Batrino, as Dang you like it. to call him. Yeah. How awesome would that have been? Because we joked around with it before the season, but that he would sabotage, uh, get him fired in order to take over as interim head coach, and then turn on the gas. Be sweet. Be sweet. Uh, okay, so that was the dorkiest thing of the weekend. Here's the coolest thing of the weekend, other mm-hmm. than uh, Billy Bowman's pick six. The Cleveland Browns had a big win yesterday, and Obo Okronkwo yeah. had a sack, five total tackles, four TFLs, and a hit on the quarterback. Dang. That's not the cool part, though. Obo played with his hospital band on and dedicated the game to his newborn son. Wow. So the hospital band that he had on during the birth of his newborn son kept that on during the game, had a great game, the team won, and I'm sure the silly NFL will find him ten or $15,000 for wearing that. I don't really know, but it sounds like something they'd do. Yeah, you've got, a, you've got to draw an NFL shield or Nike sign on that hospital band in order to make it league approved. Uh, Obanaya Jr.? Do we know the name? No, I I, I don't know, but okay. I hope it's I hope it's Obo Junior. What a what a sweet. what a day! Yeah, I happen to be watching. I think on Red Zone they had his sack, uh, and I happen to be watching when that happened. That was cool. More Friday at five cold beers. That's because Sam Pittman has been informed he will be back at Arkansas for the 2024 season. Favorite audio clip of the wow, week lives okay. on for at least another year. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. Um, right. that, oh, you got no, more? No, yeah, I got a couple, couple more. more. I guess the Rough Rider uniforms are, are done. They're over with. They haven't worn the home Rough Rider uniforms since Brent Venables arrived. And with Saturday being the final true road game of the year, they didn't wear the road Rough Riders either. Now, I'm hmm. not sad if that's the case, if they're if they're gone. But OU only wore one road alternate this year, one alternate this year, and it was the Unity jersey against West Virginia. So should we take that as a sign? No more Rough Riders? I'm I'm taking that as a sign. No more Rough Riders. Now, I I guess theoretically we could be wearing it Friday, but but not the road ones. Not the road, yeah. but I I'm, I I guess what I'm saying is I'm I'm willing to call time of death on the whole Rough Rider good yeah situation because i i don't expect to see it friday do you no 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 no. i think traditional home uniforms on on friday uh billy bowman big 12 defensive player of the week Mm. good for him deserving save Uh, the season i think he's got my vote for dpoy defensive player of the year in the in the conference okay i'm not gonna fight you on it he's what's he got five interceptions on the year um, two pick sixes, two game, uh, like massive plays in like those are game winning. What I don't think we win either one of those games if he doesn't make those plays, and countless others uh, thrown in there as well. Is he going to be back next year? I hope so. I hope so. I'll feel a lot better about the SEC if Bowman's back there. I know That's for it. Sure. I know it. And they got some good players there for sure, but they they don't have another Billy Bowman back there. Not no. yet. No. He's great. 
That's that it. it. Yeah. All right. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up for hour number two next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. When it comes to operating your business, time is money. And the last thing you need is something else to take up your time, like managing cash flow or making and collecting payments. Save time and money with Treasury Management from Armstrong Bank so you can focus on what's most important. MC Dealers bring you this hour of the rush on a Reaction Monday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Let's see how much you know uh, suspended Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh, okay? Okay. I'm going to read you half of a quote from his press conference today. See if you can uh, finish the other half. You may have seen this. I'm sure Texler okay. has. Jim Harbaugh said this today, quote, The locker room is a lot like my mom's bathing suit. How did he finish that? The locker room is a lot like my mom's bathing suit. Um, boy, how did he finish that? The locker room is a lot like my mom's bathing suit. Um, not much there. What do you What do you think, Jim? Locker rooms, a lot like my mom's bathing suits. I'd like to see them in one piece. I'd like to see them in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? I like it. That's good. Yeah, and he got a little uh, chuckle there from the uh, from the media. So, the okay. locker room is a lot like my mom's bathing suit. Like to see them in one piece. Beautiful. Oh, that's funny. By the very, way, very uh, thanks to Cherokee Sooner, your reaction on the Gavin Sawchuck touchdown was yeah. The best way to describe that, just kind of a little bit of a head nod, like you're at the uh, like you're at the club, back in Detroit, circa 2005, and your jam just came on, and your head nodding a little bit, like, all right, yeah, okay, oh, okay, feeling this, all right, let's go. That uh, was that was that was essentially it. I I don't know. I'm trying to think what what that possible could have possibly been at the time, music wise. Definitely an Eminem song. I mean, you were in yeah. Detroit after all. That's probably right. That's probably right. All right. Well, okay. Um, I'm probably still trying to figure out how we've messed our run fits up as as bad as we have all day long. It was not good. It was hard to watch, honestly. It was shocking. Uh, I just – Yeah. I, I, it, it's one thing if they're consistently getting four and five yards. It just felt like – Boom! They're getting 15 yards. They're getting 20. It was. Yeah. It was really. Like, this defense has come a long way, and I'm not going to let that performance defensively on Saturday kind of let me believe otherwise because it has come a long way. We've seen that consistently. That's why I think that's why it was so shocking. I haven't seen anything shocking. like that. They've given up some big runs here and there, but here and there, not not consistently like it was on Saturday. Yeah, but that, that's at the same time, at the same time, man. They had a bad day defensively with run fits, a really bad day. They still came up with three turnovers when they needed it. That's right. Takes us back up to to plus 12, and that's the difference in that football game, man. And, you know, you you could make the case that we got outplayed for most of the day, but the turnovers were what kept us in it, what won the game for us. So, man, I don't know. We talked about this throughout the offseason that – Okay, the the expectations for this football team are going to change, um, and that I that's been the case. Now we lost two games that we should have or could have won at Kansas at Oklahoma State, 
But we got a chance to win 10 games, and even if we don't make the Big 12 championship game, I mean, don't you think that majority of the fans will maybe even reluctantly consider this year a success? Um, yeah, I, I, I think more, like, is it heading in the right direction? Do we feel like it's yeah. truly heading in the right direction? And I, a win on Saturday will go a long way into saying yes, but I, I do feel like that's the case. they got to get better in a lot of areas for, still, but is it heading in the right direction? I, I, I think so for, for a number of reasons. It still is. By the way, uh, text line is saying that Harbaugh got that line from Ted Lasso. So not, as he, not only is he stealing signs, but now he's stealing quotes. Unbelievable. Smart. Smart. Let someone else do the comedy writing, and uh, you stick to whatever it is that he's doing these days, which I don't know what that is. Is it coaching football? Is it mowing the yard? Isn't that what he was doing earlier in the year? Who knows with Harbaugh. All right, quick timeout. we got the final hour of the rush coming up next. You're listening to the home of Super.